entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner, a profit and business strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability and guides your growth. I want to share some strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. So I'm really excited to have as my guest today, April Sprintz. She is a business accelerator and founder of Driven Outcomes and the author of Magic Blue Rocks, The Secret to Doing Anything. And she's also um, an amazing person that has got so many years of experience, 20 years uh, in a variety of industries, solving problems, driving growth and accelerating companies. April realized helping people is who she is not what she does. Generating over $1 billion in combined revenue, April left corporate America after her highest earning seven figure uh, to form her own company and expand her impact. The creator of the generosity culture, April lives her dreams, helping innovators and leaders grow their businesses through pouring into their people, their clients and their communities. As a proud veteran, thank you very much, April served for nearly seven years in the Air Force as a television news anchor and executive producer. She's a graduate of the University of Maryland and holds an MBA from the University of Texas. Wow, quite a, some accomplishments there, April. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Welcome to Profit with Plan. Thanks, Marsha. I appreciate you for having me. It always sounds better all written up like that. I'm like, oh, it does. Girl? It does, right? Can I be like her? Right? It's so cool that way. So, um, we found each other online and I, I was so touched by your movement that you have going on with the generosity culture. And then the way that you, you've shifted the way we should be thinking about our business and in order to drive more, get more, be more, help more and just everything. So how did you come up with the generosity culture? So it's interesting. Do you mean the movement itself or the name? Cause they're two the, separate the stories. Movement. The movement, because so, it's both. I mean, it's, I think one led the other, right? Absolutely. So when I was nine years old, my mother had the head of her human resources department at her company come into our home because my mom had self-selected to be part of a rehab program because she had an alcohol problem. And what was so amazing about this, not only that an executive came to a factory employee's home to help their family with that transition, but that during that, she actually pulled me aside and said, April, I feel like you are very special and I want to be your friend and I want to be there for you. And at this point in my life, Marsha, I had never met such a successful adult. And so her saying that I was special was a transformative moment for me, that belief that she reinforced within me. And it was a, a true act of generosity, right? It didn't do anything great for her. It was just her pouring into someone. So that example really formed the way I lived my life. And then she stayed very close with me throughout my life. We're actually still very close friends. She just turned 89 a couple months ago. I call oh. her my aunt Sue. And oh. it became the way I did business. And mm. what I found was when I went that extra mile to really help people, to really pour into them, I would have tremendous success that 
I couldn't help but realize was related to the fact that I was pouring into others. So for me, that was just the way that you did business. And it has been exceptionally successful for anyone that I've worked with as well. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. And it's always, you know, when we look back and we say, who is our mentor? Who is our guide? Who led us to this path that we're on? Many of us can go back and say, oh, it was Sue or it was Rose, Mm -hmm. or it was Bob, you know, that got me in there. And those people, even even school teachers way back when, are so important for guiding the direction that we take ourselves. Oh, absolutely. What, What were some of the things that she actually worked with you for to give you this direction that you've been on? You know, it's interesting. So when I was 16 years old, I was doing a a job at a restaurant. I was working as a server and I really felt like I need to be in business. I need to be in an office environment. And she, of course, was still the head of human resources at that factory. So I decided to bring my resume to her and say, hey, could I apply for a job here? And what she did that was so incredible is she said, well, that can't, it would be an abuse of power for me to just hire you. And we don't have a position, right? Which was a great lesson in itself. She was a phenomenal businesswoman, but she said, what we do have is the need for a temporary employee while other folks go on vacation. So here's what I think. I can hire you for two weeks and you can take those two weeks to prove to other folks how special you are, help them see what I see. And I bet that will turn into something full-time for you. And it's funny, I actually tell this story as as well as the initial story about Aunt Sue in my book, Magic Blue Rocks, because she gave me such a gift, the gift to actually work for it, to earn it, to prove myself, which I won't tell you how it ended because I don't want to give it away. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was able to get a position by going through and helping all these different individuals. Now, not without some mishaps, not without doing some things wrong, because well, I- Well, you were 16, so come on. <laughs> right? Well, and I had the, the same mentality then that I do now, which is when someone was like, can you do that? My answer is always, absolutely. And then I'll figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> One of those unusual traits that many of us ladies don't have. We need to have all our ducks in line before we launch where um, here you're going, oh, sure, I'll figure it out and get in there. So that's amazing. Right. Um, I love the idea that you you coined it Little Blue Rocks, you know, because these are things that are, are monumental, but they're little in nature, right? Well, it's, it's that, and it's also from another story in the book. So in my first story, I'm a little girl, and I find out from one of my classmates that I'm poor. Mm. And so I wanted to start a business because I thought, well, I don't want to be poor. I want to be rich. The people I see on TV who are rich, they have businesses. So let's do this. And I didn't have a lot at my disposal. I was six years old. So I took the gravel from my driveway and I colored it blue. And I believe that that made it magic. And Mm. that if you had one, you could do anything you believed you could do. So I took those to school and I sold them. That's awesome. I think, I think if you use it as a metaphor though, I mean, it works, it works there as well. So Absolutely. I love it. So, um, so, okay. Entrepreneur, you've, um, you, you had guidance from this amazing woman, Sue, that had leveled you, started you off on your path at 16. Where else did she take you? Because I know that these kind of people keep showing up in our life. Obviously she's still a friend at 89, But I mean, these people are not just one. They've done other things to help you. 
Well, so the interesting thing is Aunt Sue and I lost contact for a number of years when I was in the service, in the military, we weren't talking as often because I was living all around the world. But what I find is there's always an Aunt Sue in your life. Mm -hmm. So there have been other individuals, maybe for not as long, maybe not as big of an impact, but definitely a large impact who have come in and out of my life and, and taught me all sorts of things, whether it be, you know, the value of really being someone who offers value to other people, whether it be someone who teaches you how important it is to mentor others and to pay forward what's given mm. to you. I have had folks like that in every area of my life. And interestingly, they're not necessarily mentors. They're not necessarily older. I learn a lot from folks who are considerably younger than me and even candidly, even children. I can learn a ton from a toddler. I think we all can because yes. <laughs> they have a fantastic mindset of just having fun and trying over and over again and enjoying the process of learning. Yes, uh, although we cannot throw a temper tantrum in the grocery store when we don't get what we want. <laughs> you know, that doesn't stop some people. <laughs> <laughs> I have a toddler at home too, so it's, it's, it's quite, quite joyful to see him run around and try and get it. Um, I, love the, I love this mentality because paying it forward, giving and, and doing something that's maybe unexpected, but caring for other people, it's such a nice way of going about life and the benefits are huge for the person you're giving to, but even because you're giving that oh, it, yeah. it fills you up at the same way. So I love this. Well, and it's funny, it can seem counterintuitive, especially when I'm talking to businesses along the lines of, yes, it is the kind thing to do and it's a good thing to do, but it is also the thing that leads to the most success. You can't mm -hmm. help but be successful when you're running your business this way. And if you look at some of the most successful people, some of the most successful companies, this is their mindset too. Ah, I love it. Okay. So give me some examples on some of the things that we business owners can do to implement the generosity culture. Absolutely. So for folks who have employees, the first thing that you can do is to pour into those employees. And the reason that that has such a benefit is twofold. The first is your employees are the best part of your business. They are your business mm -hmm. to the people that are buying from you. The employees are the company, right? They are the business. So when you pour into them, you enrich what it is that you offer to everyone. And then even one step further, you're modeling for them the way that you want them to treat your clients. And what that does is make it so much easier for them to go that extra mile, to do things that are special and so much more valuable than what people are used to using and, and or ex excuse me, used to experiencing. And candidly, when I have just incredible experiences with a company over and over and over again with different employees, I know that from a top-down level, they're pouring into those folks because that's what produces consistency like that. Give me an example of what you mean by pouring in because you've Absolutely. used that term and I think I know, but give me, give me a little bit of a definition on it. Absolutely. So it can be super simple. It can literally be sitting down and having a conversation with your employees that has nothing to do with the widget they make for you mm -hmm. or the service that they do, right? It is, so what do you want for your career? 
what's important for you in your life? What do you do in your free time? It's literally taking the time to get to know them, to invest your time in them and understand who they are as a person. Now, the benefit to this too, beyond how you're making them feel is if I know how important someone's free time is to them, then I know that from an incentive perspective, me offering them more money for doing a great job might not mean as much as me saying, hey, why don't you take next Friday off? Those sorts of things where you find out what matters to them and then you can empower them and enable them and give them opportunities that would be much more tailored to them, much more customized and show how much you care. And employees really, that matters to them. They really respond to a caring leader that they matter to. I love it. And and we all want that, whether it's a relationship or a work relationship, we all want that kind of respect and understanding. And I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking myself, when I've had that kind of situation, how much more I want to do for them and how much I want to give back. Um, when I have that feeling. So what a great, what a great thing you mentioned, excuse me. You mentioned also that, you know, you're pouring into your, your employees. Um, Do you think that that employee employee now pours into the customers? Absolutely. It, it, it is one of those things that just like, so you said you have a toddler, right? Have you yet seen your toddler mimic you do something that you do without? Yeah. We dance all the time. I, I'm, right? I, I'm the G word. And so, um, he, my daughter, that's, that's her child. So uh-huh. we're in there and we're doing the funky dances and everything. And my daughter's looking at us like, you are the worst dancer ever. And he's laughing and giggling. So yes, it's, we do, we so, do mimic all the time. But isn't it interesting how they will pick up things that you do. And, and we've, we see this with children all the time. They do what we do. They don't do what we say. So imagine if you're telling your employees, I want you to treat all of our clients like they're the most important person in the world. Meanwhile, you won't take five or 10 minutes to sit down and talk to them because you're too busy. Mm. It's then difficult for them to go and do that with clients because that's not the environment that they're in. That takes Mm. much more from them. Now, when you're pouring into them, it is second nature because Mm. they're already coming from an environment where they have so much given to them. It makes so much sense to them to turn around and pour into someone else. I love that. I love that. Okay. So you gave us the, the moment of pouring in. And um, when we do this, it creates this environment that, that they pour into others. They feel respected mm-hmm. and honored. Um, how do we put that into um, a situation where, where we are making it in the community? Because so, I know there's got to be other ways that we can use this. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So one of the things that we talk about with different companies is how you pour into the community, how you engage with whether your community is local or regional, national, global, it doesn't matter. So a great example that I love is a a company called Witch Witch. They are a franchise that makes sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what they did was let their employees come up with how they would give to the community, like how they would contribute. So the employees started a program called called Project PB&J. And mm. it's really cool because it's, it's literally just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? right? But when you buy a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at Witch Witch, you get two that are given on behalf of you to folks in need. So one would be someone local who is in, in need. They're 
at, at a place where that would be very meaningful to them. Another one is given to someone somewhere else in the world who's experienced some sort of natural disaster where food is really something that they have a huge need for at that time. So you're making such a tremendous impact. And what's so great about that is that program was developed by the employees of the company, the people who make up the company. So not only do they know the impact that they're making, but they have such tremendous buy-in because they got mm. to do that. That's great. And by doing good in the community, it sounds like they got a little bit of PR for that, right? Of course. Well, and think about it. Don't you, like, I think of companies that are amazing to their employees or are amazing to the community. They make donations. They're where I want to spend my money. Mm -hmm. I will pay more to shop with someone when I am inspired by the way that they are making a difference in the world. Yeah, there's, it comes to mind. There are two companies that, that I follow on social. They're local, um, they're local people. And they just do some fantastic work. And one of them is a, a, a restaurant, since we're kind of on that theme, is called Wahoo mm -hmm. Fish Tacos. Mm -hmm. And um, the gentleman that owns that gives food away constantly. And it, it's because he wants to. But just the publicity that comes out of that and the name sure. for it, that I will go to his restaurant, the same thing you just said. I'll go and use his restaurant because he does great things on top of having great food. But it is, it's such a wonderful opportunity to um, be seen for, for something more than, like you said, your widget, right? Absolutely. Well, and think about this from a sales perspective. We all want to buy from someone we know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. How can you not like and trust people who are making a difference in the world around you? Mm -hmm. So you have that built-in relationship, even if you've never met someone. Mm, I like that. That's, that's, that's really a powerful tool, even for us small entrepreneurs that maybe can't sure. do great big things. So, so say you're a micro company and, and it's just you and a, and, and a one employee. I mean, you mm -hmm. can't necessarily do grand things for it, but you can do more and you can participate. We're doing a beach cleanup next Saturday for my, mm -hmm. um, my business club. So what we're going to do is we're going to wear t-shirts and have fun. And the t-shirts are of the business club. So it's small, but we're still doing something from it. And then the ripple effect of us doing good, we'll all post on social and, you know, get it all out there. And, and that is, is a way that even the small companies can oh, do Oh, absolutely. Well, and I think that it's, it's sometimes even easier when you're smaller because you have causes and things that are really close to your heart. This mm -hmm. doesn't have to be any certain way of pouring into your community. Maybe you volunteer at a nonprofit because it really is meaningful to you. Well, there's the benefit of you doing that, volunteering with the nonprofit, how you're able to help them. But then there, there are those secondary benefits for your business because now you are exposed to people who might not know you otherwise, who when they find out that you're a CPA, they're like, oh gosh, I really like this CPA. This person is amazing. If I run across someone who needs one, they're who I'm going to recommend. So it's a very symbiotic relationship. And when you think about, you know, wanting to plant flowers or plants or a garden, you want to enrich the soil. And this mm. is a way that you enrich the soil of your community. I love it. I love it. So when we're, when we're thinking of being generous and, and caring and going back to our employees and, and really, like you said, pouring into them or pouring into our community, it all seems to be about just a little piece about caring. 
right? Mm -hmm. Whether you're giving to the dog shelter or the beach cleanup or your employee or someone on the street that's having a hard time and you, you know, you give them five bucks, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's just that little part of caring and being generous with your time Mm -hmm. as much as your, as your energy. So this is, this is great. Yeah, absolutely. So where else do you, um, where else do you find that this is an impact in in people's life? I mean, we've talked pretty globally here with the business Mm -hmm. and the people and everything in it. You know, you, you've made this a movement. How do you get people on board with it? So it's funny for the folks who get it, they just get it. This can be a a polarizing movement in the sense that people either run towards it or they're like, that's not for me. But the people who really get it and understand it, they see that there are so many more benefits. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love is when I'm working with a company and working with the the C-suite and then they start talking about the impact that it's having with different employees that they interact with. And then those employees say, you know, my wife said, that she just really feels like I am putting so much more into the family. I'm more attentive. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So the impact itself, it it starts with businesses. It starts with leaders, but then there are so many other folks that it can end up impacting. And that's the purpose. Love it. Love it. So do you, um, you mentioned um, that you are a speaker and you're out on tour and you're talking about this. Um, what kind of companies do you tend to talk more to? Are they the bigger companies? Do you work with small companies? What kind of companies do you work with? usually work with, from a speaking perspective, sometimes it's exceedingly large companies. And Mm -hmm. then when it comes to the work that I do, that tends to be small to medium-sized businesses. So normally revenue of about a million dollars a year up to a hundred million. And I've worked with bigger companies, but I find that Sometimes you can have millions and millions of dollars worth of impact, but if a company is that large, it's just a rounding error. So I really love working with folks where it is a tremendous life-changing and and company-changing impact. From a speaking perspective, it really doesn't matter the size because everyone needs to know what a tremendous difference the generosity culture could make in their life, in their business, in the way they feel about approaching things. I love it. So yeah, um, I can I can easily see that this is a broad spectrum culture because you can come down to the the onesie twosie companies and the 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 um, uh, plumber who comes out and treats you you know fairly and gives you a a, 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 right. a upfront um, pricing right which they never ever do you know. Oh no, or I had they, a plumber come today. It's so funny that you say plumber and he was amazing and yes, upfront pricing and over delivering. That's oh the other gosh. thing. I find that when you do this, when you run your business this way, when you live your life this way, those are the people that tend to come to you too. So you tend to have an incredible experience personally and professionally because like attracts like. So it's a great experience. Yes, because we bump into that all the time of those people that, you know, aren't like that. But I love the attraction of it. And, And by you doing and living that example and and walking the walk and and being generous of your time and energy and being genuinely interested in the people that are around you, you get so much more back. That's great. Absolutely. That's great. Well, thank you, April. Where can listeners find out more about your movement? 
Absolutely. So you can go on my website, drivenoutcomes.com. The thing that I love is that there are free resources there for your business. So if you are a small or a new business, you can just put in your email and get some great free resources, both for the generosity culture and things that will help you in your business and life planning too. Awesome. Yes. Well, we all as business owners need some, some help you know, and, and just doing things, we you know, whether people it's people need some yes, help. <laughs> yes. We all need help to make sure that we're doing things the right way, the best way, the most impactful way for the people that we're serving. So this is, this is wonderful. Thank you so much for your, for your generosity there with the, with the free free items. So I appreciate oh, my that. Pleasure. My yeah. pleasure. All right, listeners, thank you for listening today. I hope you found an idea or two that can make some impact in your business and also help your business be more profitable. So considering what's happened over the past year and longer now, uh, it's now more than ever important to create your own profit plan so that you too can have a thriving business. To further help my listeners, I've put together six impactful tips that will help you improve your bottom line right now. So you can go pick those up on my website at trajectorybiz, that's B-I-Z.com. As always, April and I would love to hear your questions, feedback, or even I'd love to hear ideas for future shows. So please subscribe today and comment on the podcast. And you can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans on Thanks so much, April. Thank you.